Do you ever just feel like you start <laughs> to, you'll research a topic or a case and then all of a sudden like you just find a whole bunch of cases like that? Does that ever yeah. happen to you? Yeah. Okay, I'm in like a time loop that I can't <laughs> seem to get out of. Really? Yeah. So Clear, clear your um, history, your search history. But I don't want to lose them because I feel like, every, like we say this all the time, like everybody's story is super important. Yeah. So I'm like... If I feel like if I've seen it multiple times, like, okay, it's time to cover it. Really? Do you feel like that ever? I mean, I don't do a lot of researching cases. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I do more like research on, I mean, things that make the FBI watch my computer. Well, I mean, though, like, also, though, like, I mean, even with the mental health part, when you're like, if you're like looking into certain things, like, yeah, and you doesn't get, it seem like we get like the same, like, yeah. scenarios and then you start going down a rabbit hole and you're like shoot how did I get here and lots of hours have passed and you're yep. like ah yep so that's where I'm at uh-oh <laughs> that's not good that's not good <sighs> isn't it funny how though that that's how it happens you know you have one direction and then it's like all of these little off branches everywhere mm-hmm. but like you said I mean we can do this forever we can tell everybody's story it doesn't it doesn't matter it right. doesn't I mean cover it and if that's where you're led, follow. Preach. Right? Right. I don't know what my deal is with inspirational bullshit all of a sudden. I don't know. She should, like, make t-shirts or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. New merch of inspirational quotes from Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> this we is, should. That'd be kind of funny. The, I would buy them because they're... <laughs> where your lead follow? Tracy Barron's. <laughs> Hey, we're on to something. We're on to something. Okay. Yeah. New merch line dropping in 2024. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We've got a lot on our plate right now. We've got so much happening. I know. Which is great. All the babies are growing up. What? We're getting pigs? We're getting pigs. Oh, my gosh. We're adding to our farm. Yeah, you guys are going to love this. You're going to love chaos. it. Yeah, here pretty soon. Like, I, I need to drive over here pretty quick and pick up pigs. Pigs are... I pigs I are hate pigs sometimes. You do? I just have like this very vivid it's like chickens. Everybody knows I don't like chickens after the whole chickens in your kitchen fiasco. <laughs> I have this vivid memory. You of call being, it a fiasco, I call it an experience. Of being eleven. There's another one. T shirt. T shirt. Let's start writing this down. Of being we can just listen to the episodes again and be like, oh, there's another inspirational one. Um <laughs> being like eleven years old and carrying my little sister who is like a baby baby and we had those two pigs do you remember this yeah i remember and they chased me and got me with their little schnouts in my heels and tried to kill me like literally i those got were, me dramatic those were those were bad pigs so i don't trust pigs yeah so pigs are i like bacon pigs pigs can be very dangerous like that's no cap if if you guys don't know anything about pigs um I mean, it's kind of a, oh, I don't want to throw this idea out there, but I mean, if you want a body to disappear, throw, them in, throw them in a pig pen because they'll, they'll eat it. Isn't they, it though, if pigs get even like taste like a single drop of blood, like they'll crave it. <sighs> yeah. Pigs can be very, very mean. They can be very mean. <sighs> um, I believe that those pigs though, that they chased you. <laughs> they literally were going to eat you. <laughs> It was traumatic. Oh my gosh, it's so funny now. But no, it's not. But I mean, like the next day, I had them butchered. Yeah, 
Like, you can't have animals like that around children. You just can't. Yeah. That's reckless. But if you get the right breed and you touch them a lot and you're around them a lot, I mean, the last the last pigs that we had a few years ago, they were the nicest pigs in the world. <laughs> Do you want to hear a funny story, though? I just remember <laughs> something. I have to share it. Don't let me forget. <laughs> so... I don't, I don't, we don't live on our land and our pigs, we had three of them. Don't ask me the kind because I don't know. They were pink. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh my um, gosh. but, but we had, and they have a pen, but pigs are notorious escape artists. They dig Yeah. and they can get, I mean, if they want to get out, they'll get out. They're like goats. Like if they want out, they're getting out. You're not going to keep them in like a bull, you know, but so they got out a lot, but, but they never left, you know, our acreage. They never went anywhere else. So one day I'm in town, which is, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes from, from the land. And I get a call from the neighbor. Um, and he says, uh, hey, hey, Trace, um, I think your pigs are out. And they've got my son on the top of his car. And he's really, really upset. What do we do? And I start laughing because... They're the nicest pigs in the whole world. Mm. But his experience with pigs is like your experience with pigs where they tried to eat him. And he's, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'm on my way out there. I'll go out there. I'll resolve it. Just tell him to stay put. I'll be there as soon as I can. So I speed out there. I go to his house. He is <laughs> standing on the hood of his of his vehicle, of his car. He's got like this little Honda. He's just a 16-year-old kid, right? He is screeching like a little girl. He is terrified. And I was like, sweetheart, you're fine. You're okay. And he's like, they're going to kill me. They're going to eat me. They're trying to kill me. Well, he had a bag of chips in his hand. Oh, they wanted those chips. They wanted his chips. And I don't, and I was like, okay. So I just, I mean, obviously I have treats in my truck for all my animals at all given moments because I love my animals. So I just called them by name and I was like, come on guys, let's go home. And they, you know, they <laughs> I'm going to make a sound clip of that. That is going to be our Instagram sound clip of this episode. Oh my gosh. So, that was a really that good, was that intense. was great. That was I good. literally am posting that on Instagram. So they huff their way back down to their pen because they know mama's here and they're getting treats and they just run away. But I mean, pigs, <laughs> pigs can be. horrible very very dangerous they can also what i remembered is remember the whole big story about the scary chickens well those scary chickens that were in tracy's kitchen are now out at the land in their little chicken coop and it's not a little chicken it's a little chicken coop it's huge but my husband was out of town and i had to go water (laughs) and (laughs) mom says don't forget to water the chickens and i said mom i'm not watering your damn chickens and she said, Samantha, you're watering the chickens. And I'm a good, dutiful daughter. <laughs> and so I open the cage and I'm terrified. Let's remember, I'm petrified of chickens. The mm-hmm. little miniature dinosaurs. And they're not so little anymore. They are little. But that's what you said. They're babies, Samantha. They are babies. They're babies. They're, they're not, almost full grown. What are they going to do to you? I. They heard that door crack. 
Yes. They heard. And they all charged me. And I'm like, they're going to get out. I'm not going to be able to get them back in. So I'm trying to push them in. They're like pecking at my ankles because I'm wearing capris. I'm like bleeding. You are not. I wasn't oh my bleeding. God. They were attacking me. They were, because and you had water and they were I thirsty. I didn't yet, But the water was all the way in the back and I had to go all the way back there with them swarming me and attacking me and pecking at my ankles. I had to like pull the hood of my hoodie down and like swat them with my hood. You healing. are lying. I'm not. Okay, so I don't I think will never water them again. You will. No, I will not. You will. Bring Samantha. your own bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> um, animals don't vibe with you. I they don't. I don't. Every animal I've loved has died. <laughs> I don't. I think I just don't love animals. <laughs> I'm gonna research that because there might be something off with your energy because we have the <laughs> nicest goats and sheep in the world. I have the nicest animals. I forgot about that. <laughs> and Samantha. <laughs> And Samantha went out there and they charged her and started and knocked her to the ground. Mama Goat took her pointy horns and rammed it into my ass. And I flew into the fence and then Roxy, our sheep, her big freaking fluffy fat ass came charging at me. I'm getting slammed. I'm like, I just was going to give you grain. It's fine. <laughs> and they never act. <laughs> they never behave like that. I think she thinks I'm a goat. And then you were feeding them <laughs> potato chips and she tried to eat me again. I think your energy is off. Maybe you need to go like put your feet in the dirt or something because our animals are the nicest animal. And it's funny. Like I don't help her. I don't help you at all because it's hysterical because I don't understand it. I've just tried to be so good to them too. Minus the chickens. I don't I like them chickens. It's your energy or something. I don't know. Like some people, I mean, animals like some people, some people, animals, I don't know, Samantha, but it's fucking hysterical I just hang out with my cats and my dogs yeah all you hear is Samantha screaming and I look down there and the the nicest kindest goats in the world they're not it's a gang they're a gang (laughs) have her on the ground gang members have her on the ground crying it's hysterical I don't understand my trauma dump for the month got my ass freaking and I wish I could get this on video so I could post it for everybody to see, but it's the it's hysterical. I don't understand. I was so upset too. I went back and I'm like crying up at the studio and I'm like, I just got my shit rocked by the goat. <laughs> Which just <gasps> makes me laugh. I'm I it just it's funny. Okay. Anyways, I'm, we digress. I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is the suspended sentence. Uh, We're probably gonna talk about something super serious now, aren't we? We are, yeah, unfortunately. Okay, well I'm gonna get my giggles out of the way then. Uh, okay so we are going to be talking about the mysterious death of joseph smidley today oh that does it so if we remember the tamla horsford case yes that was a one of our one of our first ones mother who Um, went to a party right at her friend's house and and, was ruled a suicide but it was mysterious and yep i remember that case I don't that's remember a, That's crap. a big deal. And yeah. Usually you don't. So good. Yeah. Because this one reminds me of that case a lot. Well, I remember I was super upset about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Joseph was born March 27th, 1995. So young, okay. young kid. And he, enrolling at, the, um, at Indiana University in Bloomington was a fresh start for Joseph in 2014. Um, the later later part of his childhood and his teenage years had been really hard. His parents had divorced when he was in third grade, and his mother moved to St. Thomas. He tried living with each of his parents, but found it was difficult to get along with either of them since the divorce. Um, in 2012, when he was 16, he legally got emancipated. 
Oh, interesting. And moved in with a close friend while finishing high school. So he had kind of a rough, rough upbringing. That's really all I could find about that. But he, um, there was big note that he was very, very close with his older sister and his younger sister. Okay. So admission to IU Bloomington two years later um, was a relief to his sister Vivian, um, which is his older sister, and his father. College was good for him with structure, friends, and independence, and he was flourishing at college. Good. Um, he was still estranged from his father, but Vivian would pass along the news of his success to him. Okay. Okay. So Joseph, like I said, was a student at Indiana State University and lived pretty close to campus with two of his fraternity brothers. Um, he was a sophomore and was a great student. His freshman year... She's digging in her bag of pretzels. I am being serious. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out like that. You're so welcome. I'm like, I need a snack. <laughs> She's stress eating. She knows where this is going. So anyways, he was a great student. His freshman year, he was pretty much an A student. So very smart kid. He wanted to be a pharmacist when he got done with school. So... From everything that I read, it seemed like he was a very intelligent young man. Okay. Um, like, classes for... I mean, that's, like, mostly science classes. Like, yeah. you could not pay me enough money. <laughs> um, like I said, super, super close with his younger sister and his older sister, Vivian. And Vivian plays a big part in this, so... Um, so did his sister stay at home with a parent or both parents, or... Did Could they get emancipated? Anything. don't know. It was Indiana? I wonder what the emancipation laws are there. I don't know. Because in Wyoming, to be emancipated, I mean, it has to be a pretty significant issue. Really? Yeah. Or your parents have to give you permission and sign off on it. Yeah. I don't know. What I what I said about he tried to live with them and it just couldn't wasn't working is all I could get. Hmm. I mean, obviously, Vivian was still pretty close with the dad if she's passing along news about him. At least communicating. Well... At least. Even in abusive relationships, it's not uncommon for girls to continue to have a relationship with their father, right? Yeah, that's true. So, this is going to bring us to September 27th, 2015. Um, that night was very normal, according to the, his roommates. They all hung out and watched movies, and it was a blood moon that night, so they went out to try and see it. He's a science major. Sure. He was super interested in that. But living in the city, it was hard to see, so mm -hmm. they ended up inside pretty quickly after that. <clears throat> Around 11.30 that night, they all went to their own rooms to go to bed. The next morning, they wake up, and Joseph is gone. And this, according to roommates, was not super abnormal. He was taking really early morning science classes, and, okay. I mean, it wasn't abnormal for him to not be there when everybody else wakes up. The night before, um, Joseph had been texting a girl um, asking her to go to a frat party with him. She declined and said um, that she just didn't want to go out that night and that they'd made plan then they made plans for the following week. Okay. So he had plans to go out, ended up not, went to bed. Around 4.15, though, Vivian, Joseph's older sister, gets a this text from him. Okay, 4.15 in the morning. Quote, Viv, I love you and I'm leaving the country, but not telling you why, I'm keeping you safe and protected. Do not contact me at this number. It will not work. I'll contact you when I get up when I get set up overseas. Thank you for everything, Viv. I'm sorry. Ew. Random. Weird, right? 
So obviously Vivian doesn't see this at 4.15 in the morning. She sees it when she wakes up, right? Yeah. And she's like, okay, he probably is drunk. Like, what even is this message? So she responds, LOL, shut up. Okay. Because, I mean, as a big sister, if I got a text like that, I'd be like, okay, have another drink. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Especially, like, situation. He lives yeah. with a bunch of frat brothers. He's in school. He's doing well. He's flourishing. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think anything, like, you'd be like, whatever, go back to bed. Right. So, he had just recently, like, within, like, the last month, moved into this house with these frat brothers. And the previous apartment um, that he was living in, Vivian had co-signed on for him. And he had not paid his last month's rent. So he had until that day to pay his last month's rent before it went on, like, their credit and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so Vivian had been in tons of contact with him the couple weeks leading up to this, being like, go pay the last week's rent, or last month's rent, go pay your Mm -hmm. rent, go pay your rent. And, like, said she had talked to him multiple times a day. So, after sending the LOL shut up text, she sends him another text and says, don't forget to drop off rent. Totally disregarded, or not disregarded, but, like, thought he was joking. Right. Didn't take it serious. Didn't, you know. Didn't think he was serious. Yeah. Okay. So, um, she calls him a few hours later. His phone goes straight to voicemail. She's starting to get irritated because she's like, it's the last day. This is going to affect our credit. Like, I co-signed. Get your butt up and go get it done. Just assumes he was drinking that night and was asleep. Sleeping it off, you know? She calls him a couple more times that day. Goes straight to voicemail. So she's starting to get worried now. It's been a few hours. She hasn't heard from him. She's called him a whole bunch. She's texted him. She hasn't heard anything. So she finds out that evening he never showed up to pay the last month's rent. Which now she's really worried because he's pretty reliable. He wouldn't screw her over like that, you know? Yeah. So now she's went from being irritated to being worried. Sure. So she calls campus police and asks them to go do a welfare check. They go to his class. He's not there. Then they call Vivian back and let her know that um, they checked some databases and that he was in jail in a different county. What? So she's like what do you mean he's in jail? And they were like, he got an assault charge last night. And she's like, Joseph got an assault charge. He was like, that does not sound like my brother. So she gets the information for the county, the like police department. She calls that police department and is like, campus police told me that my brother is here. And they were like, your brother's not here. So she calls campus security back and she's like, I just got off the phone with the police department. They say he's not there. And they were like, yes, he is. I'm looking at it right now. It was somebody with the same last name and the same first initial. Oh. But it wasn't Joseph. (laughs) Okay. So, like any big sister probably would in this situation, what does she do? Gets in the car and goes. Shows up at his house. Absolutely. She shows up to talk to his roommates and see what the hell's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. All of his stuff is still there. So if he had left the country, she's like, his stuff wouldn't be here. Right. His clothing, his shoes, everything. And then she goes and realizes, wait, he doesn't have a passport. He didn't leave the country. He doesn't have a passport. He can't leave mm-hmm. the country without a passport. So things are just not adding up for her. She's like, right, this is weird. While looking through her brother's thing, she finds a note that reads, quote, had to leave country. Do not try to contact me by cell. It won't work. We'll contact you when set, when, when set up overseas. 
It's signed Smedley 928. Weird. Again, everything that's in the text message, but kind of weird. So Vivian sees this and says that, A, it's not his handwriting. She's like, that's not my brother's handwriting. And she said um, the only people that called him by his last name was his frat brothers. He mm -hmm. never referred to himself as. Right. So the only reason she was like that that would make sense is if he was leaving that note for his frat brothers. But. But it's it not his handwriting. handwriting. Yeah. So she said it appeared that this had been written by a left-handed person and Joseph was right-handed. You know how like kind of left-handed writings. <clears throat> how it kind of smears across yeah that's how it looks on the paper so in addition according to vivian it was very out of character for joseph to skip out on responsibilities such as college studies paying the rent right um like it just wasn't wasn't joseph so a couple other things that were found in that room um in the room of the apartment it or in the room of the apartment is the check for the last month at the a written out check for the last month of rent sitting on his desk also three thousand dollars worth of uncashed checks that he had gotten from working that summer hmm. so he intended to pay his, pay the rent or yeah. he wouldn't have wrote out a check also he wouldn't have left cash if he was leaving the country right so just something of note but he wouldn't be leaving the country because he doesn't have a passport right so around 7 p.m on october 2nd 2015 couple of fishermen find a body at Griffey Lake. No. Also known as Griffey Reservoir. The next day, law enforcement officials would confirm that this is the body of Joseph Smithley. How many days later? It was about five. His body was face up in water that was three feet deep. Um, floating approximately ten feet from shore with sixty more than 60 pounds of rocks in a backpack strapped to his chest. Oh my god. The explanation, however, made no, no sense to Vivian. There was no indication that her brother had been depressed or suicidal. She had talked to him, like I said, multiple times a day for weeks. He hadn't said anything. Um, and according to Vivian, there wasn't even that many rocks available at Griffey Park. She said that she herself tried to go and collect 66 pounds of rocks, and she couldn't fill enough to find enough to fill a backpack. So she said for this... For this theory to work... Of Why did saying, she go to try and get rocks there? 66 the, pounds. That's pretty damn specific. Why? Because that's how many he had in his backpack in oh. the lake. Oh, so okay. she was like, where did he get these rocks then? Like, Okay. I was like, that's pretty specific. Right. I had like 66 pounds yeah. of rocks. So she's saying in order for a suicide by drowning theory to work, it would have meant that Joseph would have had to walk 45 minutes from his house load that backpack up with rocks along the way because there isn't that many rocks at the lake step off a bridge that's into five feet of water joseph, they said he he committed suicide yep no he didn't that's what they're saying joseph was five foot seven inches and the depth of the lake was five feet and they're saying he jumped off the bridge no so, after very brief investigation by police and an autopsy, the Marone coroner ruled that Joseph's cause of death is drowning by manner of death of death by suicide. Toxology reports show that Joseph had both THC and alcohol in his system at the time of death, and police um, did not at the time and still do not believe foul play is involved. What? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So if you remember our smiley face killer when we went yeah, into the big a, conversation about that's just what went into my head. If you're drowning, you're usually face down. Well, <clears throat> especially if you've got rocks, you're trying to weigh yourself down. You're not laying in a man-made lake that's five feet deep. <laughs> face up. What What was his blood alcohol content? Did they release that? What? So, in contrast, Vivian and her loved ones do not and still not do not agree with the coroner's determination. For one thing, Vivian thought that it was odd that Joseph could have drowned in such shallow water because one of the arguments is, well, they had alcohol in his system. He maybe fell in and just drowned. Her well, argument is it's five feet of water. He's five foot seven. Even, I mean, well, I mean, you can drown in an inch of water. Right. I mean, that's, that's not, <clears throat> jeez. She also asserted that it is not uncommon for cases in which the victim is of, of, the victim is a person of color to receive less media attention and fewer investigative resources than other victims. Oh, is he, is He's he? He's African American. Hmm. A factor that um, could potentially contribute to how his death was treated. I feel like <clears throat> anytime cops want to be lazy, <clears throat> that it's just easy to say suicide. 100%. Not that suicide is not a problem plaguing the United States. I and mean, we've talked about this. I mean, there's what, a suicide every 11 seconds right. in America? I mean, it's a very significant thing. Um, <clears throat> however, you have, I don't know, like, I need to look that up. I don't know, a backpack full of rocks, and, and he jumped off the bridge in five feet of water, and he's 5'7", he would have broken bones. Right. I mean, how high is the, I mean, that, it just doesn't, Another interesting note of fact is on Joseph's Twitter account. His profile descriptions reads, quote, If found dead in police custody, it wasn't suicide. Oh. What? Read that again. If found dead. No, in, where was that? On his Twitter account. When was that posted? It's on his description. Like, you're about on Twitter. It, it's written in there. Oh my God. So, are we? Was he telling everyone he was being a target of something, or is that just a really weird, eerie uh, coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. I read that and I was like, huh. Okay. You want me to throw a conspiracy in here? Give it to me. You want me to? Do it. Or. He wanted to matter. He wanted the attention of people who should love him, i.e. mom and dad and other people. He wanted to matter. So he put that on his Twitter. If I wind up dead, it wasn't suicide, whatever. Made it look like it was a homicide and it was a suicide. 
I, I don't, I doubt it. I just, I'm, I mean, just throwing one out I'm just, there, I'm just throwing, advocate. I'm just throwing something out there because I think that I think he was murdered. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the, the text message that he sent his sister being completely off. I mean, this kid was flourishing in college. He had made his own way as a child who was emancipated. I know what that battle is like. I know what that struggle is like. And so when you're finally somewhere where you feel safe and successful and where you're flourishing, you're not going to, you're not going to leave that. Right. You're going to, you're going to cling to that. Um, a good relationship with his sister, responsible, all, I mean, not in financial trouble, not in, you know, doing well in school, all of these things. I mean, a girl that he's interested in plans, future plans with her. I don't, I don't, that it doesn't, it doesn't compute to, I'm going to go and randomly jump and, a bridge and jump and, and there's no <clears throat> broken bones. There's no, and a bag of rocks. I mean, if you're jumping off, I don't, it doesn't very, and very, the fact that he's face up to me is like very, 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 very bad police work. Very bad police work. Um, however, with, with the exception of him being of color and not white, he matches the perfect description of the smiley face killers. I know, right? Like eerily similar. Yeah. Like with the exception because they're all white. Yeah. They're all white. Mm -hmm. That we know of. Yeah. I mean, there could be more. So. Spooky, huh? <clears throat> See what I mean at the beginning when I was like, A, it's Tam reminds me of Tamala Horsford. B, smiley face killer. Like, I just well, Tamalus, Tamalus was a little bit more clear, like her friends did. I mean, well, I mean that whole so thing hang, was like... Well, hang on. Oh, shit. Give me a minute. So, <clears throat> this case is considered closed by law enforcement, but Joseph's family has not given up their fight for justice and answers. Family or sister? Sisters. Okay. The family recently raised more than $10,000 via GoFundMe to hire an attorney and private investigator to continue looking into the circumstances around his death. As they should. Mm -hmm. And part of their work includes enabling a forensic pathologist um, hired by the family to complete a second autopsy. Um, his intent and oh my gosh, initial findings showed hemorrhaging in, the, in Joseph's back that would not be consistent with suicide. Hemorrhaging in his back. Mm -hmm. Is that all the information that you have on that? Um, pathologists cannot finalize his report without more information from the police files, which they will not release. Cute, huh? Well, I mean, some assumptions can be drawn there. Yeah, so... Pretty simply. On their, on the family's, like, GoFundMe and stuff, because I looked at all this, it says that the Blooming, Bloomington's police department has refused to cooperate with any request for any information. Oh, well, slap them with a subpoena, and they have to. You're next of kin, so they have to provide it to you. Slap them with a subpoena. Yeah. Another thing of, that's interesting of note is the Sigma Pi fraternity that Joseph was pledged to. As of April of 2021... The UI chapter, so the chapter he was a part of, was suspended until at least August of 2023 for, quote, hazing, endangering others, dishonest conduct, and failure to comply with university's um, directives. So their hazing was so bad and so brutal at this campus for the fraternity he was in that they can't have a chapter for three years. Huh. I think that's interesting. So even though that there's no evidence that his frat brothers had anything to do with it, 
there is the family thinks it's noteworthy to mention that there's no there what'd you say there's no evidence evidence or, of well there's no evidence of anything except the fact that that handwritten note that's not in his in his handwriting in his house of frat brothers in his house of frat brothers calls him a name that only his frat brothers call him saying that he's leaving the country uh-huh. Obviously, none of them are criminal justice majors. <laughs> Sorry, that was an ugly laugh. That was a really ugly laugh. So as of September of 2021, there was a $1,000 reward for any information that would lead to reopening this case. There is also an active petition to reopen this case for anyone that can sign on Joseph's page on change.org. I signed it yesterday. I'll go sign it. Um, I did want to read from the change.org page because this is directly from Vivian. She's who founded the page. She wrote, Joseph disappeared and five days later he was found with approximately 66 pounds of rock strapped to his chest floating in Griffey Lake. This is right outside of IU's Bloomington's campus. He was last seen out with his frat brothers of Sigma Pi. He was found with binoculars around his neck, most likely from being out there with his brother's to catch a rare glimpse of that blood moon phase that was happening that night. He was a pre-pharmaceutical science major, a fantastic swimmer, and designed and destined to do incredible things, but his life was stolen from him. And it was quickly swept under the rug by Bloomington Police Department. These are facts. Um, they have always been facts, and we will never stop sharing his story until something is done about it. This could be your brother. This could be your son. This could be your best friend. If you know something, please do the right thing. Bring justice for Joseph. Justice. He, Joseph, he deserves that at the very least. Mm-hmm. I thought that was powerful. That is powerful. Give me your thoughts before I close out on this. Okay. I think there's not a whole lot of information. There is a there's Facebook, enough. There's a Facebook page called Just, Justice for Joseph. And she, his sister posts on there a lot. So anytime there's any new, like, anything, they post on there. But I want to know what your thoughts are. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Here we go with me and law enforcement. I think that it is complete and total utter fucking bullshit that somebody has to hire their own private investigator and their private attorneys at their cost because law enforcement will not do a job that our taxpaying money pays them to do. I think that it is complete bullshit that when a question is raised about a death or about an investigation that it does not instantly, instantaneously trigger a new investigation and a more thorough investigation to being being done and if the police department won't do it then the sheriff's office should do it and if the sheriff's office won't do it then the highway department should do it the highway patrol department and if they won't do it then dci if dci won't do it somebody everybody answers to somebody and if the local force or the jurisdictional force will not do it then it needs to go up to the next force and it pisses me off that people taxpayers who law enforcement, their job is to serve and protect. Mm -hmm. That is their job. We pay them, they work for us. I think that it is complete bullshit that this family, that this is not investigated completely, thoroughly, and until there's nothing left. Mm -hmm. I think it's complete ridiculousness for this family to be going through this. So there, there's that. Second, this is what I think happened. Okay, give it to me. Okay. I think, I mean, being serious now, like I'm not, I'm not joking. This is what I think happened. I think that they were all out. They were looking at the blood moon 
that that was their hazing night, that they went and they did whatever that they were going to do, that it got a little bit carried away. For some reason, he died. Something happened and he died. The injury to his back, the hemorrhage to his back means that he got hit with something, yeah. that, that he got hit. Maybe it broke a rib and punctured a lung or something, something that may, may have been an accident, but then they panicked, right? So anytime something like this happens, like you have to follow money because government functions on money. That's just the truth. Sorry. It's just the truth. I wonder what the numbers are to like how much money the university brings to the community how much money to that the community like goes to like you know campus police to these different agencies right because if a hazing occurs that it causes a death that university it's going to affect their funding their enrollment their it's going to affect the university anytime anything like this happens mm-hmm. right okay so and then i think that the boys tried to cover it up Hence, the text message to the sister, they clearly knew that he had a tight relationship with the sister, right? The handwritten note, the unpaid, I mean, like, there's too many things. And then they had to make it look like a suicide. Also, in addition, if you're going to jump off a bridge and you're going to commit suicide, you're going to put a, you're going to strap it to your back. You're not going to strap it to your chest. Right. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be able to stand up on a rail with 60 pounds hanging off the front well, of your I mean, backpack. I mean, perhaps, perhaps. However, if far, you put, if you take a man of his struck of his stature and then add another hundred pounds onto him and jump into that depth of water at a minimum, I mean, you're going to go straight down, which means he would have broke his legs. Right. There would have been more injuries. That's not what happened. He, he died. They, whatever they did, he died and they tried to cover it up. <clears throat> which they did effectively, which right. they did very, very effectively based on the level of um, capacity of their police department, which to me is disgusting and juvenile and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so good for Viv, for Vivian, for going about this. I think it's bullshit that she has to. I think it's complete bullshit well, she that she has to. she doesn't get closure. She's, I mean, she hasn't gotten any closure. <clears throat> well, and there's, there's people not, who there's... murdered her brother who are out there on a suspended sentence doing whatever the hell they want to do. And, I mean, at, at the expense of her brother. Like, his life mattered. Right. I agree. You know, she wants the truth, not closure. She wants the truth. She wants justice. Mm-hmm. And, and she deserves it. He deserves it. You know, if it was an accident and something happened, then own your shit. If you did something, own it. Right. I agree. I think it's a lot of fishy. I think that just the events leading up to that, I mean, like I said, you wouldn't, if you were really going to go out and like, you wouldn't be worrying about writing out the rent check. You wouldn't be worried about. No, and we, and we talk about suicide more than I'm even comfortable talking about it. But those are not characteristics of somebody who is contemplating the end of their life. That's not. And his loyalty and dedication to his sister alone, he would not have done that. Yeah. And he was a smart kid. Very handsome kid, too. In the field. Very, very handsome kid. It's disgusting. So go sign the petition. 100%. Please do. Please check out um, Justice for Joseph on Facebook. Like I said, she's fantastic about updating and sharing things that... She's out there. I mean, she's hiring investigators. She's investigating. So anything that comes up. And if we see things, we'll do an update too. Because it's been since 2015. 
He was a sophomore in college. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, also, though, you never know. One of these guys you may have met at a bar. They had one too many to drink and told you something. So if you have any information regarding Joseph Smidley's death, please submit a tip to the Justice for Joseph Facebook page. Or contact the Bloomington Police Department directly at... No, let's not do that. <laughs> let's go to Vivian. Let's Kay. go to the Facebook page, okay? Let's not do that. Vivian's is, Vivian has got it. Don't go to the police. They're clearly not going to help. Kay. And I can't believe that those words just came out of my mouth. But those don't do that. I even had their phone number. <clears throat> I mean, you can give it if you want to, but, <laughs> but I don't know why. Right. I don't know why. They won't... They, they're not helpful. They're not helping. They're not even giving medical reports to the family. Yeah, that's true. And everybody has a boss. So, and we can take, we can take the control and we can take the power and we can put it back in our own hands and we can get the results, the same results, probably better results in a more effective, whatever. So justice for Joseph Facebook page. I'll post the link, um, like the URL link when we post his photos and stuff on Instagram so that you can just click it, make it as easy as we can. And on our stories, I'll post the change.org link. Please. Pay, we'll pay attention to this one. Um, I can't believe I hadn't heard. That's the thing, though. I hadn't heard about this. And that's yeah. part of the issue. We don't hear about things. How do, we, how do we stand and back people if we don't know about things? Right. And it's our social responsibility to do so. If somebody needs help, help them. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it's going to take 15 seconds of your time to go and sign the petition. It's, a, it's you Literally know. Literally first, last name, and where you live. And she's exactly right. It absolutely could be your brother or your son or your best friend, your best friend or somebody that you care about. These, this situation absolutely could happen to any of us. 100%. And if it was you. You'd what, want us to go sign the petition. So Here you go. Here's another shirt quote. What do I say all the time? Justice is only served when those who are not affected care as much as those who are. If it was your sibling or your friend, you would want people to help you. So go help. Yes, 100%. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, heavy one today, but important. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Okay, thank you guys. Stay safe.